I'm so Laugh excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to hear you talk about this draft. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It was a uh, it was a good draft. It was fun. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. It was a good draft, even though there wasn't that many uh, skilled players involved. Yeah, no, I actually that's kind of why I thought it it was a good draft. Um, it was just different than anything we've seen before. Um, you know, no quarterbacks going, and there was still skilled players involved, but um, not as high quality, I guess you could say, as some of the years past. I, I think a lot of it was just quarterbacks. People just – it wasn't as exciting for some people because you didn't have the Joe Burrows, the Trevor Lawrences, the, um, you know, Justin Fields, Trey Lance um, at the top of the draft, and it made it a lot more interesting to see what people were going to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was, like, looking up and down the list, and I know we were talking a little bit. We had our little Desmond Ritter tr- – uh, <laughs> Desmond Ritter bet, but I honestly just couldn't believe how uh, – I don't want to say boring, but it was more of just like a foundational draft. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. And, yeah, the I think everyone kind of got fooled. I think that was a, a whole media thing too because I the fact that Malik Willis fell to the third round was a little ridiculous. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And, you know, if you were reading anything online before <clears> – <throat> the draft, it was, you know, Malik Willis is going to maybe go top 10. Someone's going to trade up and get him. Um, he won't get past the Steelers at 20. Um, obviously, they took Kenny Pickett. And then Desmond Ritter was going to be the third one off the board. Ended up being Desmond Ritter was the second one off the board, which I did not see coming at all. Um, the fact that he got drafted above Malik Willis was a shock, especially where he got drafted and what, you know, how late they got drafted. Um, but, how, yeah, how did you feel? Did you even watch it or did you just follow it on your phone? I'm assuming I just watch it. I just followed it on my phone. I mean, <laughs> again, I just I don't really know that much about the prospects, and yeah, I'm not going to act sit here and act like I know a lot of it. But I was I wasn't shocked. I mean, I kind of told you before. I mean, that's why we made the bet. We made a bet, mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter over under 40th pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, what pick was he like? Seventy something. <sighs> Yeah, let me see if I can find it. I think it was like 76. Um, let me see. I think it was like 73. 74. Yeah, 74 mm. to the Falcons. Pick 74 to the Falcons. Um, I actually kind of like his landing spot, though, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's, he's playing behind Marcus Mariota, who's like – that's a, one of his big comps coming out of college was Marcus Mariota. Um, I actually think he fell in one of the, the better – places i think he can has a chance to play this year personally i know you probably think differently uh being a uc fan so you've seen him it's, it seems like a lot of the uc fans weren't surprised that he fell but like a lot of the national media was if yeah, it's because sense. no one yeah because no one watched the games right and literally no one watched the cincinnati games <laughs> yeah. except for cincinnati people because like like i said on the last podcast he isn't really a uh he isn't really a a game controller he's more of just like i'm gonna if i'm hot uh, I'll play well, and if I'm cold, right. then, you know, I'm not going to, like, mess up, but I'm not going to bring my team, like, dig them out of a hole, you know? No, I think that's – yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I think you're spot on there where people – like, you actually watch the games, whereas, like, the rest of us, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I watched every UC game. I probably watched two. Um, we just see them go undefeated and assume that there's that assumption that he's part of the reason they – which he was part of the reason that they made it that far, but there's an assumption that, like – he's the quarterback. So he's the one leading them to the championship. It's kind of like Joe Burrow, like Joe Burrow had a great season, but in the playoffs, he was led by his defense. 
Um, and that's part of the reason why they got to the Super Bowl wasn't just Joe Burrow that took them to the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that was definitely part of it. And obviously the NFL scouts know way more than we do. And that's why he probably went where he should have gone. Um, the Malik Willis thing was <laughs> weird though. The fact that he fell in the third, like third round of the Titans. Again, I think I like, I like his spot a lot too, because he'll get a year behind Tannehill. Tannehill's got a big contract, so they'll try and get rid of him. Um, but that was just, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Um, I think in my mock draft, I projected him to go, I want to say sixth. I, I might have had him go to the Panthers at six. I don't remember exactly what it was, but wait, um, what? Yeah, I had him going uh, at least Man. somewhere in the top fifteen. I, I might have had him at the Saints, but um, I, I got eight right in my mock draft. That I was pretty impressed that I got eight right. At eight that first what, round, right. I got eight like players to teams in the right slots correct. That's so. Pretty good. I matched up the player with the team with the correct draft slot. I think I got 10 total that were correct player to the correct team, just in different draft slots. Um, Cause the trades and stuff is impossible to predict trades, but I got eight right now. I was pretty, I was pretty impressed with myself getting eight, right. Um, that was a hard draft to, to predict, but yeah, I was way off on the quarterbacks. I had Ritter going 32nd. Oh no, I think I actually moved Ritter up. I think I moved him in. Like I thought someone might trade up for him. So I put him at like 25. Um, so yeah, that was a complete, <laughs> complete flop. Um, but in terms of Bengals for me, um, it was, it was an interesting draft. Um, Daxon Hill out of Michigan, he's a really good player. A lot of people had him like top 20, top 25. So he's a very good player, good athlete. Uh, I just didn't know if safety was the biggest need when it first happened. I was a little, not, I wasn't upset, but I was a little kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know about this. Who would you rather get? So at that point it was Kyler Gordon or Andrew Booth. I think we need a corner. Those are the two top corners left on the board. So I thought they were going to go after one of them. Um, I also, you don't, you don't like Eli Apple. <laughs> no, I actually don't. I, I think Eli Apple gets too hard of a rap. And I think it's because of the social media stuff, which I don't, I don't <laughs> love the social media stuff either. Like he calls people out, you know, he's calling Tyree kill out on Twitter after beating them in the AFC championship game. Of course, it's going to get thrown back in his face when they lose in the Super Bowl and he gives up the, the game winning touchdown. So like that stuff I don't like. Um, but him, I think we resigned him at one year, $4 million. I actually think it was a really good deal. Um, he, he played great all year. He was, you know, I mean, until the the playoffs, he, he really did play well all year. And, and he's the one who stopped Tyreek Hill short of the goal line before the, um, in the eighth championship game. And before that last drive against the, the Rams, he only gave up two catches for eight yards. Uh, one of them was a touchdown. Um, but then he gave up. So I think he ended up giving up three, three total catches for two touchdowns, which isn't a great stat line, I guess. Um, but if he didn't give up that last touchdown, I don't think it would have been as big of a story as it was. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they need a DB. Um, Kyler Gordon ended up going, I think to the bears. Not, no, Kyler Gordon went, was it bears? I think it was bears. Um, he ended up going like pick high second round. Um, to the bears at pick 39. And then Andrew Booth was the other one that I wanted. He was a consensus first rounder, but he just dealing with injuries. So that's what I thought they were going to take. Um, my other question with it, is it, is this like a foreshadowing that Jesse Bates isn't going to resign his contract um, or get extended? I know that they have a contract on the table for him, but they haven't talked since he was franchise tagged. They didn't show up to, to, you know, the um, voluntary training camp this past week. So um and then they, they trade up in the fifth round to draft another safety and the cornerback they trade, they draft in the second round is a hybrid cornerback who plays slot outside and he played safety. So I, I kind of feel like the writing's on the wall 
that this just means they're preparing for life without Jesse Bates. So really like the mm-hmm. player, just, I just, I just don't know if it gives them that like year one boost, you know, he's not going to be an every down player. Um, so that's why I was a little like, not upset. You're picking 31, you're picking at the end of every round. So it's, you're not going to get, it's not going to be like taking a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know, but it, it just was, it felt weird. Um, the, the more I've let it like kind of faster, the more I like it, but it, it the initial thought of not having Jesse Bates is kind of what threw me off a little bit. So, um, but overall I thought it was a pretty good draft um, for the Bengals specifically traded up twice, which they don't normally do. I really like the corner they got in the second round. Uh, Cam Taylor, Britt, he's like an athletic freak all through the DBs they drafted ran four, three eights or something like that. Something crazy. So getting athletes to, to put on the defensive side of the ball, drafted one offensive lineman, a guard who I actually think might start at left guard this year. Um, Really? Yeah, that was, yeah, I think he's, he, <laughs> it's funny. They, they drafted this guy out of, um, they draft this guy. And the first thing they say about him is like, yeah, he doesn't have all like the measurables. Jackson Carmen, they drafted last year for guard has all the measurables, but he didn't have like the, he's been known to not have the maturity and he came in overweight. This other guy they draft and he, they, in their press conference, they talk about he's made up of the right stuff. He's mature. He takes care of his body. He, you know, will understand the playbook. He'll, he'll know his assignments. Yeah. He might not be the most athletic person. So it was almost like a dig at Jackson Carmen, their second round pick last year, who was supposed to be their starting guard. So, uh, so if you read this, yeah, just like a complete opposite. Yes, exactly. They took the, like the more boring non-athletic person that won't miss assignments, won't have penalties. will you know, will have the right attitude and show up in shape, ready to go. So I like reading in between the tea leaves to me, that was a, Hey, this is a direct competition. You Jackson Carmen, get your, you know, get your act together or he's going to replace you type of thing. So, which I don't mind. I think that's, Hey, if that's the way they feel, then, you know, you don't draft, you don't typically draft a guard in the first two rounds. Anyway, there's only so many Quentin Nelsons out there. So to get one in the fourth round, that's typically where you find your starters anyway. So overall, I thought it was pretty good, pretty good Bengals draft. Um, yeah. What is, I know there was a couple, I know you probably had a couple thoughts on the Eagles. Um, I actually thought they had a great draft and trading for AJ Brown. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, getting defense was, I mean, they, like I said last week, I was, I was like, they need a linebacker and they got that dude from Georgia who apparently is hurt, right? Like he refused to get surgery or something and he kept yeah. dropping because of that. Yeah. So and that, this, that's weird. He, the Kobe Dean, he was a consensus, like first round pick. He was going to supposed to go between 20 and 30 when he fell out of the first round. Everyone was kind of like, Hey, what, you know, what's going on. And then it started leaking that he had a shoulder injury um, that he refused to have surgery on. He wasn't going to be cleared to play. And that's why he kept falling. As soon as the Eagles take him, a report comes out that he's going to be ready for rookie minicamp and he's going to be ready <laughs> for OTAs. So it's like, no one knows what's going on. So it, I don't know. It, it, that was one of the weirdest because in the second, when the Bengals came up in the second round, I wanted them to take Nicobe Dean. Cause I was like, I can't believe this guy's still on the board. Um, linebacker wasn't our biggest need, but he's just, you know, a consensus first round pick. And for him to fall to the mid third where the Eagles got him, I thought it was one of the better picks of the draft. Uh, the Eagles, I think had one of the top two or three drafts in general. Um, but yeah, that was a weird, very weird storyline. When I saw that he was going to get cleared, I was like, they're, you know, either his agents just saying this to kind of say, Hey, he shouldn't have fallen this far or people just completely misread the situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, from everything I read, I mean, draft anyone from Georgia 
on the on the defensive <laughs> side. Yeah, I'm happy about that. But the Jordan Davis thing, that dude looks like he's the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. And then replacing uh, Jason Kelsey at center was nice in the second round. But AJ Brown, <clears throat> I was excited they went out and got a receiver, but the guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, all I could think of when they got him, I'm like, that's sick. But he can never he can never stay on the field, so we'll see. I mean, I'm just going to try to stay as optimistic as I possibly can be, and that's really not that optimistic. But I'm going to try to. <laughs> and, and and I'm again, you know me, I'm not a huge Joe and Hurts guy, but maybe if he has mo- more than no weapons, it'd be it'll be serviceable. But my expectations aren't high for the Eagles this year. But depending on again, depending on what. Uh, Jalen Hurts does is obviously like going to sway what they're going to do in the draft next year because we we know that the draft next year is like all quarterbacks. Yeah, but, no, much much more quarterback friendly um, drafts. Yeah, no, I know you're not super high on Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts, you got you got AJ Brown now, who is arguably a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. I'd say he's top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Um, Devontae Smith had a really good rookie year. Um, you know, you got some weapons there for him. Offensive line is a little going to be a little bit better now. And then, yeah, like you said, Jordan Davis. I mean, the dude is, what is he, 6'6", 340 pounds. He ran a 4'7", 40. Like, that is absolutely <clears throat> insane. Um, I'm actually, during the draft, the Eagles traded up right in front of the Ravens. Um, the Ravens were all over Jordan Davis, like, in the uh, offseason. Yeah, and they, I was so happy when they traded up. Uh, in front of them obviously it's you know the Ravens got Kyle Hamilton so it's still kind of a bummer but I mean this dude's six <laughs> six six three forty ran a four seven eight he has a 32 inch vertical jump like it's he's an athlete he's just a freak um so I think that I thought that was a really good pick um that was one of my favorite picks of the first round and then um yeah the trade for AJ Brown I mean you give up a first round pick to get a, a known commodity instead of picking um a Traylon Burks who is basically a carbon copy of AJ Brown, like I'm, I'm pretty sure most people had their comp for um, AJ Traylon Brooks comp as AJ Brown. So I thought that was hilarious that the Titans traded away AJ Brown to draft basically AJ Brown again. That's just unproven. Um, you know, that's just the contract stuff. But um, no, I really like what the Eagles did. And then to get Nicobe Dean, I, we've already talked about it, but to get Nicobe Dean the third uh, is just crazy good value. And I think he's going to help them immediately because I think we all know that the Eagles might have the worst linebacking core. Um, in NFL history over the last few years. So, um, yeah, no, I thought they had, I thought they had a really good day personally. Um, I think they got better. I know there's people who are picking them to win the division, um, over the Cowboys. Now they, they jumped up in the, as one of the favorites. So that was, that was good to see. Um, and then something I heard from a podcast I listened to that I think you'll find funny, Mike is he, someone is predicting that Tom Brady ends up on the Eagles after this year. Um, it's like a well-known podcast too. It's a PFF podcast. His prediction was Tom Brady ends up on the Eagles. Like they're loading up to get Tom Brady next year. This is Jalen's hurts one year. If he doesn't prove it this year, they have the assets next year to, um, to get Tom Brady. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know. You know, I don't know how much I believe it, but I thought it was funny. Okay. So like the last part about, or like one of the last things I want to talk about in the draft, why Malik Willis drop bar, like what, mm-hmm. okay. like what happened? Do you know what happened? After watching Malik, Malik Willis drop all the way to what the third round, like what do you think happened with all that? So, 
I don't exactly know, like, personally, I don't know what happened. You know, as I've said before, I think we were all a little bit surprised by it. But I think just that NFL scouts have a way better read on this stuff than we do as fans or, or people, you know, in the media do. I think he was just he's – a, he's a very athletic guy, but he's an inaccurate quarterback who hasn't proven it against, you know, surefire competition. So I think that was definitely part of it. I think the other part is it's – you know, it's it wasn't a heavy quarterback draft, so no one felt the need to have to go up and get him. Um, people are going to wait till next year to get their quarterbacks, and I think that played a big part in, in all the quarterback sliding. Kenny, even Kenny Pickett at pick 20 was one of the furthest of uh, first-round quarterback, the first overall – like the first quarterback taken in the draft. I can't even remember the last one I can think of is EJ Manuel in like 2013. He fell to like 16, I think. Um, so I think it was just an indictment in the, on the entire quarterback class in general that it's just not very good and people are, are willing to wait a year to get a quarterback. Um, so no one wanted to take a, a flyer on one of these quarterbacks in the first or second round um, when it was kind of a deeper – it was a – you know, that other talent around the quarterbacks was – was solid. So people would rather, you know, take their defensive tackles, their offensive linemen, their wide receivers, than take a, a risk on a quarterback that they, they don't think is going to be very good. So I think that's kind of just what happened across the board. But yeah, it's tough drafting those guys where like they show all the raw talent, but they just need, you know, they need a few years. And then do you want to invest those few years in this guy that may or may not be, or may or may not ever even start a game in the NFL, you know? So. Right. Well, that's right. And that's what makes it hard is do you want to invest your, you know, first, second round, you know, especially first round capital on, on a thing that's not for sure. Or do you want to give him a year or two to sit behind a Marcus Mariota or a Ryan Tannehill and let them learn and you can see firsthand and you don't have to spend that capital. So I actually think it was a good call for teams um, and all those people who waited on quarterbacks. I think that worked out well for the teams and the players. I think, I think Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter are both off better off sitting a year or two because neither of them are ready to start in the NFL next year. So I think it worked out for the best for everyone. I 100% agree. Is there anything uh, else you want to talk about the draft? Like who, no. who do you think had the best draft? Of yeah. All so, it, and this is the part that stinks is I actually think the Ravens had the best draft, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and I, I think everyone would agree with that, but the fact that they got, they got, um, Kyle Hamilton at pick 14, who was, you know, before he ran his slow 40 yard dash was a top seven pick guaranteed. Um, so they, they bolstered their secondary and then they got Tyler Linderbaum, who I wanted the Bengals to take at 31 uh, center to an athletic freak at center. Yeah. He's a little undersized, but you know, he's at, it, it drives me nuts. Everyone talks about how this guy's fallen in the draft, but then everyone's saying he'll be a 10 time pro bowler. And it's like, you, you just don't let those guys slide. Um, so the fact that they were able to trade Hollywood Brown, who doesn't really fit well in their offense anyway, for a first round pick to take Tyler Linderbaum, that, that hurt my soul. Um, that was kind of hard to see. Um, <laughs> and then in the second round, they took Travis Jones, who I actually wanted, or no, it was the, here, hold on, sorry. Um, in the second round, they took David Ajabo, who is, was a, a surefire first rounder until he tore his Achilles in the, like in the, in training. And um, I think it was at his pro day, he tore his Achilles, uh, but he was going to be a top 20 pick. He might not play this year, but still you're getting a steal there. And then in the third round, they took Travis Jones, who I wanted the Bengals to take um, in the second round, who who people had going to the Bengals in the first round. And then he was one of the, the couple guys I wanted to take in the second round. And then he followed him in the third round. So they just like got a bunch of, 
players that I liked for the Bengals specifically and in general. And then in the fourth round, they took Daniel Falele, who's like the 6'6", 400-pound tackle. He's already the biggest player in the NFL. He's like a carbon copy of Orlando Brown, who they used to have. Um, and he just fits really well in their offense. So it it was harder to see, but I think the Ravens had a really good draft. Um, I really like the Eagles draft. We've already touched on that a little bit. Um, and then I thought the Lions did really well. Um, you know, people don't – the Lions and Jets both did really well. And, you know, people – kind of, you know, talk bad about those organizations. Um, but they both did a really good job. They got speedy receivers and they got great defensive edge players and um, the Jets got Sauce Gardner. So I think those are the four teams that I would say did did a really, really, really good job and kind of stood out to me. Yeah, with the Jets and Lions, though, you just have to look at the quarterback, <laughs> quarterback I know. position. I know. Like, I think when the Lions when the Lions traded up to pick eleven or whatever it was, I think everyone thought they were taking a quarterback at that point, um, and they traded a lot to to go get Jamison Williams. But um, I think I think he'll be a stud. But you're right; those you know, if the quarterbacks don't pan out, they got to figure that out at some point. Wait, you th- everyone thought that they were going to punt on Zach Wilson already? No, no, no the Lions, the Lions. Oh, thought, Lions, well, Lions. Yeah, the Lions traded up from thirty two and traded away one of their second round picks and pick thirty two. I think they traded away two second round picks pick 32 to go all the way up to 11 um, or 12. I can't remember what the exact number they traded up and took Jamison Williams. Everyone thought it was going to be a quarterback because you don't trade up that high unless you're taking a quarterback and don't give up that much unless you're taking a quarterback. But um, they took Jamison Williams. So I, I heard they were also in on the AJ or on the, um, they were in on Debo Samuel and that got nixed. So I think they were really just looking for, for an outside receiver for, for Jared Goff. So um, I think they got better overall though. Yeah. Um, again, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about the draft, but <laughs> I heard I just heard that the those teams you mentioned had the best draft, and I was mm-hmm. just wondering why. And I was wondering yep. why the quarterbacks all dropped off. So, yep, yep. it's uh, interesting. So, lastly, who are your early betting favorites on the offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year? Yeah. So this one's kind of fun. Um, because it's it's harder this year because there's no quarterbacks, right? So like typically mm-hmm. you just bet on a quarterback, and because uh, we all know quarterbacks tend to win these awards more often than not. So Kenny Pickett right now is plus six hundred, which is actually not a bad bet. He doesn't even have the the highest odds here, um, so he's not a bad bet. Because if he starts and he plays at all, there's a strong chance he gets it just because he's a quarterback. And I I know you're gonna think I'm crazy, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't put mind play money on Desmond Ritter for some reason if he plays and he starts his odds right now are plus 1500 like just throw a little bit down on that like I think that's not a horrible play he can come in and I don't think Desmond Ritter's bad but who's he throwing to besides Kyle Pitts so he's got Kyle Pitts they took Drake London in the first round that was their first round pick at eight overall um they got on Tate best receiver in the league Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he's throwing. He's throwing two. He's throwing two. A sophomore and a freshman, basically, and then yeah. a guy who could barely make the team in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's he's got a bunch of like six five, six six guys that he's thrown to. So all he's got to do is throw it up. Um, that's that is the good thing. They'll be covered because they're not the fastest. Uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts is pretty fast, but um, I I think that's not a horrible bet just because just because he's a quarterback. So those two. But then if I'm if I'm actually putting down on who I think could possibly win, I like Brees Hall at plus seven hundred. Um, just because he went, he's you know he went to the Jets. He should be their their start their top 
running back this year. I don't know if we get all the carries because they have Michael Carter, but um, he's plus 700. And then Traylon Burks, who went to Tennessee in the – it was the pick that um, Tennessee used when they traded A.J. Brown. He he should be the number one there. Um, you have Robert Woods, but Robert Woods is getting a little bit up there in age. So Traylon Burks 700 is another one that I really like on offense. So if I had to put money down on any of these – it would either be Brees Hall and Traylon Burks, and then I would throw a little bit on on Desmond Ritter just because his odds are, are, you know, he's got really good odds. And if he plays eight or nine games and, and lights it up, he could he could really make you some money. So I like that one. And then defense is a little bit harder um, just because it was a defensive heavy draft in the beginning of the draft, and a lot of them are clumped together. But I would probably go Aiden Hutchinson just because I think he was probably the best overall player. Um there, you're going up against the Bears twice a year and the Vikings twice a year who don't have the greatest offensive lines. The Vikings fix their offensive line a little bit. Um, but I think there's some some room there for him to get some sacks. Um, I don't mind. Uh, no, nah, safeties don't really win the award. Um, so I would probably go Aiden Hutchinson. And if I had to do a second one, I think I would do Kayvon Thibodeau, the top two leaders, plus 450. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is just the most natural athlete in this draft. So I think he could just have a freaky year just because, you know, kind of like Michael Parsons last year who he was just a freak athlete and he, and they found a role for him. Um, so I think those would be my, my two favorites for defensive rookie of the year in Hudson and came on Thibodeau. Um, yeah, I think that's the rest of these. I don't know. Kyle Hamilton at plus 1000 safeties don't typically win. They have to be unreal to, to win. You can maybe get a corner. I would maybe do sauce Gardner at plus 900. Um, just because I know he's going to start on the outside for the Jets. So, and the Jets should be down a little bit so that people will be thrown on him. So maybe he can, he can just rack up some interceptions. But I think those would be my three Aiden Hudson, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad Sars Gardner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all sound good to me. I might just have to Venmo, Venmo some money to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let me know. If you if you have one, let me know. I'll, I'll put it in there for you. No, I'm not giving you my own, man. You know my, you know my betting history. <laughs> no, that's true. Mine is also not. <clears throat> actually, you probably shouldn't listen to me because mine's, mine's not great either. Um, I throw too much money on the, the parlays, which is just not smart. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're just trying to get rich quick. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Do you – do you do you have any like fantasy favorites out of these rookies that went here? Um, is there any that stick out to you at all? Because um, a lot of them went to like a lot of these skill players that I like a lot went to kind of not great team situations, if that makes sense. Um, so I was wondering if you had any favorites for fantasy football this year. Yeah, well, I never draft rookies. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good yeah, rule hard. of mine, and. Mm-hmm. Only because you just never know what what kind of I don't know how to say this what kind of playing time or what you know like if they're going to struggle getting in the system if they're not and I you know some some people do jump right in and and play well but <clears throat> I never I never draft rookies so no I I don't have anyone <laughs> <laughs> just straight up no not straight up no <laughs> no I mean because I mean a lot of the guys like a lot of the skill guys can't win in the top ten and. And, you know, like when, when you're getting draft, drafted like up there, unless you trade for that pick, you're going to a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And if you go in the top 10, your quarterback probably sucks. So yep. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay out of that one and just draft, okay. uh, draft guys who have proved it to me. 
proved it. Yeah, I've gotten burned a few times on the rookie. My rule always used to be not drafting rookies in fantasy football. And the few because the few times I did draft rookies, I got burned. Um, I think there's a couple this year, though, that could be solid. I'm not going to, you know, draft them highly. But, like, I, Drake London for Atlanta, kind of like you said earlier, like, who does Desmond – like, if Desmond Ritter starts, who does he have thrown – who, like, who's he going to throw to? And that's part of the reason why I like Drake London, just because it's it's literally him and Kyle Pitts. So if they're going to yeah. do anything, I mean, you're he's got to be looking at, you know, 100 targets, maybe 60 to 65 catches, 8 or 900 yards, and five or six touchdowns. It's, you know, not a bad wide receiver, two or three. So Drake London is one that I'll, I yeah, kind of have I my hear, eye on. I hear you on that because you got to – I mean, you got to see the, – the ball has to be thrown, you know, so – right. If he's the right. only guy out there and his running mate's Kyle Pitts, like they're not going to throw it to the tight end the whole time. So right, and and uh, Ridley's going to be out next year. He's suspended the whole year, so they have yeah, to I'm, throw it to someone. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you make that decision, <laughs> and I'm going to watch let, it fail and, and let me fail. Um, I actually have a decision to make with Drake London. I'm in a uh, I'm in a fantasy league that it's like an offense defense fantasy league, fantasy league, and we do a rookie draft the year before. Uh, the, the college football even starts. So this was like last year before the college se- college football season. I took Drake London as my second round pick. Um, so it's like, you're just guessing because you don't even know who's going to get drafted or where they're going to get drafted. Um, mm-hmm. so, and then you have a chance to keep them, but you have to give up on your dra- draft slots for the next year. I don't know my draft slot for Drake London yet, um, but that's actually a decision I have to make because I think it's going to be like a, a 10th or 11th round pick, which might be a little bit too high for Drake London, but I, I have to think if I'm going to do that, but that's kind of why I like him is at first when it happened, I was a little upset. Cause I was like, damn, I kind of wanted him to go to like even the jets or something. I, Cause I think Zach Wilson's probably a better, better quarterback than Marcus Murray at this point. Um, but the fact that they have no one to throw to makes it interesting at least. Um, Cause if they're going to score or be successful at all, they're going to have to throw the ball in. You're not going to be able to do it just behind Kyle Pitts. Um the other one I like is Traylon Burks. Similar reasons why I like him as one of the rookie of the year favorites. Again, you know, the offense doesn't run through you know, their their pass game with Derrick Henry, but he should step in and be the number one with Robert Woods coming off ACL tear and he's just older. So again, that's just the same thing that they're going to have to throw the ball at some point. And I think he's going to just kind of jump into that AJ Brown role. And then Brees Hall, there's always a running back that goes off this year. There isn't, there isn't that stud um, kind of like there has been the last couple of years, like the two years ago, it was Clyde Edwards, the that didn't pan out last year was Najee Harris who ended up being pretty solid. I think this year of that equivalent is Brees Hall. But again, I'm not going to spend a lot of draft capital on him either, just because it's one it's the jets and two. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's hard. You get burned by rookies, man. It's just hard. It's hard to pick successful it. rookies. Yeah. It's got to be after it's got to be after the tenth round, and they have to have the opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. you have to you have to hope hope into a you know kind of like a, a fault like someone that fell a little bit further than you think they might have. Um, Sky Moore is another one. He's at Kansas City. He kind of fits that Tyreek Hill mold. He was their second round wide receiver pick. He's at plus two thousand odds for offensive rookie of the year. He's actually not another. He's not a bad one to to put a little bit of money on either. Um, just because I think he fell into the, one of the best situations just because he's one of the few that actually fell into a good quarterback. Um, so those would probably be my four that I would I would draft if I had to. But I, I think I, I might follow your path a little bit and do more of the stay away from rookies as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I'm so excited for fantasy football, and it's oh, not even close to the season. I, 
I know. And that, that's what stinks is we get excited over the draft. You get excited over like all this kind of stuff and, and you get this. I mean, I told you, I'm thinking about joining a, uh, a, a dynasty football league with a dynasty fantasy football league. Cause I used to be in one and I kind of miss doing it with no one. I know, like I was just looking online, like what leagues can I join <laughs> by myself? <laughs> like how sad is that? Sounds like you just need to get more friends. Yeah, that's true too. That's probably true. Well, I shouldn't say more friends. That was a little harsh. More friends that are <laughs> into football as much as you. As no, much I as you know. Are. I know. I used to be in a dynasty league. Dynasty leagues are hard though. They're they're a lot of work. Um, it's just whenever the draft yeah. happens, the NFL Sounds draft exhausting. happens. Just, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like it's all year round. Um, and you just. But whenever the draft happens, I always get this feeling like I just want to jump into fantasy football again. But we got another like four months to wait, so it'll get here soon enough though. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, you obviously had a, a great draft weekend, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for you. And thank you. It was the second greatest weekend of the year for me. So <laughs> I had a I had a fantastic time. Um but since you did not I, I know you said you didn't watch you just on your phone. Did you catch any of the NBA games over the last couple of days? Oh yeah, man. I've watched almost all of them. <laughs> um I'm gonna start let's start talking about the boring series so we're going to start with the yeah. philly miami yeah okay dude philadelphia is so bad without joel and b <laughs> i know it's, un, it's unbelievable like i i kind of feel bad for miami because usually when miami wins or is doing well they usually talk about what the other team's doing poorly mm-hmm. and miami's just a solid team like duncan robinson isn't even playing the guy's making 90 million dollars a year and he's not he's not even playing because he doesn't have to Mm-hmm. They're playing like Max Strews took his job and they're playing Victor Oladipo for more defense. And they're just bam out of bios, just having a field day down low when Deandre Jordan, who's like 57 years old is guarding him. And then he guards him on the other end. It, it's just, it, it's, I think it's going to be a sweep. I know mm-hmm. Joel Embiid's already out for tomorrow night's game. Yeah. That hurts. That, and, that hurts. And I, I heard that like, he came and he said that he came and looked at his phone without his head hurting. So there's no way he comes back. Yikes. Yeah. Like right, oh, breaking yeah. the or- orbital bone, your thumb's torn. You have a mild concussion. Sorry, please yeah. just, just sit this one out. They're going to take the L they're, they're going to have to figure out the whole James Harden thing next year. They're not going to give him a max contract, especially if he's playing this poorly. I, I saw a stat that was like, he, his last 12 playoff games, he hasn't scored more than 25 points in one of them. Really? And yeah, and he's averaging only 13 shots uh in the playoffs right now. I mean, when you're given the keys to the car, man, you got to mm-hmm. you you got to do something because you can't that's carry sad. your team. That's actually a really surprising stat, especially for James Harden. Like that is just I'm, well, I, an, another one was he's averaging because like you know how he drives and tries to draw a foul mm-hmm. every time yep. so when he was in Houston I think the most free throws um, free throws a game that he had when he was there was like 11 and then his MVP year is like 10.1 and he's averaging 8.1 this year well, yeah, so isn't that, not I having opportunities that. tough I saw that earlier this year. Isn't that part of the like new officiating too? Like that's part yeah. Of the... A lot of the stuff that he does is now it's now not a foul. So he, he I mean, he just barrels through. He puts his head down, and once he feels like he's close to the rim, he tries to throw it up and draw a foul. Which, which at one that point, was always 
that was always the thing with James Harden was like part of the reason he scored so many points is just because he would get every single foul call and he would break records for the most free throws made every single year. It's easy to score 30 points a game when 17 of them are from the line. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. This is this series went from a – I actually was looking forward to this series before, you know, Embiid got hurt. Um, but this went from a – I wouldn't say it was – it was obviously not the most exciting series, but um, it was I, I thought – yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, competitive. But with Embiid going down, um, you know, I think you're right. Just the the Heat are just too solid. We talked about it last week. They're, they're, like, not super flashy, and they're not the most exciting team to watch, but they're just a solid team. So there, there's – I just – I think you're right. I think there's no way that – 76ers might steal one game, game four or five, or if they steal game four, it'll, it'll end in five. But I think you're right. I think this is, this is going to be either a sweep or a five game series. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just tough because they, Mm -hmm. they were such a solid team and, and um, Miami is just the most solid team and they, Mm -hmm. all their guys are healthy and, when when you lose a guy like Joel Embiid, who is probably going to be a runner up to the MVP, it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, it's yeah, it's it's impossible. It's hard to come back from that. Absolutely. And your boy, your boy Jimmy Butler is like praying that he comes back because he wants to beat. He wants to prove that he's. I know, and that's what I love about. That's that's what I love about Jimmy Butler, though. And I I think as a player, that's what you like, and as a team, that's who you want as a teammate is someone yeah, who's gonna yeah. who, who's gonna just he like he's upset that he's not playing because. He wants to prove that they can do it against the best. Um, so yeah, I, I this was this whole series is kind of a bummer, um, unfortunately. But uh, I do I do love Jimmy Butler. I I still I, obviously I think that he get past this round, but I still I, I have a hard time seeing them in the finals, and I I don't know why. I, I think it's just because I they're just I don't see them as a spectacular team that you see now a lot of times in the NBA. So um, but yeah, that's kind of what I think about about that series. Um, what other ones we got going on? Well, Which one is last your thing. Yeah, one ahead. last thing. Uh, what's his name? The point guard. Um, for who? For the Heat that they just got from Toronto. Kyle Lowry. He's not even playing either. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I kind of forgot about that. I kind of forgot yeah. about Kyle Lowry, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he he's a he'll be an important part next next series against yeah. the. Boston and the Bucks, but um, the next boring series would be uh, the Phoenix and Dallas. Yeah. And I say it's I say it's boring because when you, I think the only way Dallas can compete is if Luca scores fifty every game, and that's obviously not going to happen, especially if Phoenix's full strength. Mm-hmm. So he's he's just so much fun to watch, though. He is so much fun to watch, and I, I keep seeing things that people are already trying to see who's running mate's going to be next year. I've heard yeah. some go bear stuff. And then uh, I don't think Jalen Brunson's obviously not it, but mm-hmm. it's just tough, man. Cause the guy is like a 38% usage rate and that's just way too much. Plus like when you can just throw three guys on, on Luca, you just like is, um, who is it? Finney Smith on Dallas. Is he going to kill you? Is, I think Tim Hardaway's hurt. I don't know, but it's just like that. That team's just like not. They're a piece of way, a piece away from being competitive. But yeah, Phoenix I mean, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's solid. Um, fun fact: Jalen Brunson went to the same high school as my girlfriend. So I always oh really see Jaylen, Yeah, I always see Jalen Brunson, and I always like 
think it's it's just you know it's funny like that we go like same age as us and like you no know, i mean he's younger than us he's 25 but like it's just funny that you know when you see that kind of stuff but um he's actually turned out to be a lot better of an nba player than i thought he was gonna be oh um, yeah but yeah, i mean he's he's very solid um but yeah no besides who else do they have um you got man brandon knight doesn't do much doesn't play. Uh, yeah, it doesn't do much. I'm like looking down the roster and I'm just trying to like Reggie Bullock, just, yeah. um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer, Dorian Finney Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. Former Bull, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, yeah, you just need to get Lucas some help. I mean, they if he stays in Dallas, I think they will win at some point. Um, just because I think he's that good. But yeah, no, I mean there's just there isn't enough firepower there. He, he can't score fifty a night. That's the only way that they have a chance to, you know, you kind of set it if he scores 50 a night and it's just not feasible. It's not possible. He scored, I mean, he what, scored 46, the first, I think 46, the first game and they got blown yeah, 45. out. Yeah. 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. That's nuts. Sad. Yeah. Boy, he went 45, eight assists and 12 rebounds. Oh, he's he literally doing everything. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing everything. It's, it's not going to work. It, that stuff never works, but, um, all right, now let's just talk about the, the fun stuff. <laughs> so, Boston-Milwaukee. Both of us last week said we think Boston's going to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Only only because Chris Middleton isn't healthy. That's what I said. I think mm-hmm. you agreed with me. Yeah. But after the first game, watching Giannis doing what he did, I was like, oh, Giannis is going to kill it. And then the second game, Giannis starts out one for ten shooting. And I was like, oh, they're just throwing all the bodies on him. And he was kind of struggling. But then Grayson Allen wasn't hitting anything. Drew Holiday wasn't playing as well as he did the first game. And then Jalen Green on the other – Jalen Green? Is that right? Jalen Green. On what what team? Uh, Boston. Jalen Brown. Jesus. Yeah, I was gonna say Jalen Green. I don't. <laughs> I, I thought I yeah, got cut. I got Jalen I got Jalen Green and and uh, Jeff or Jalen Brown and Jeff Green mixed up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then Jalen Brown went off in the, in the second game after playing so bad in the first. So I I think this series is probably gonna go seven, but mm-hmm. I still think Boston's gonna take it just because. You know they have all their guys, and um, I think the Bucks are really going to miss Chris Middleton. What do you think? So, so yeah, so I have a theory as to why, you know, why I was so high on Boston, and, I, and probably why you were high on Boston, and why I think a lot of people were high on Boston after that series. Um, and it's because they dismantled the Nets so easily, and I think people had still had a high regard for the Nets. And I think all it did was just prove how bad the Nets were. Um, you know, not saying Boston's a bad team or anything, but like, I think they just, they were by far the better team and, and bullied the nets. And then it, it kind of got in everyone's head that, Oh, Boston's going to run away with this thing. And um, I, I think that's part of it for, that was part of it for me, at least, the, you know, beating the nets the way they did kind of, I think it probably elevated my thought process on Boston a little bit. Um, and I, you know, I, I wasn't looking past Milwaukee, but, I was just seeing what they were doing and it was impressed by it. So I, I do think it's going to come. I, I still think Boston wins, but I think you're right. I think it's going to come down to six or seven games. And I mean, Giannis is, you know, may, would you say he's the best player in the NBA right now? 
probably. 100%. 100%. So, um, obviously, like, they could, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the next four games. I mean, I would be a little bit surprised, or not the next four, if they won the next three games, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Just because Giannis is is such a freak, but um, I think I overestimated Boston just based on their series with the Nets, because I think the Nets are probably just way worse than, than I had anticipated and had thought. Um, but I still think Boston was a series. Um, my guess is six or seven games. Yeah. It'll be I fun mean, though. It's a fun series though. Like it's a very fun it's matchup. Awesome. Yeah. It's just two bulls just running into each other. It's, yep. it's a fun one. It's definitely better than what's going on in the other two we already talked about, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, Gian- Giannis can, he doesn't have to score 40 a game to win, but if he gets to 30 and, 30 and 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's like pretty easy for him to do. Yeah. He's it, it, every time he scores, I'm just like, this guy's just bigger than everyone. Yeah. He's, he's a freak of nature. Do you remember, yeah. do you remember when he came in and he was like 18 and he was like skinny and like in six, this? seven. Yeah. He was like, a, he's like, I mean, he didn't weigh like a hundred, like it looked like he weighed like 160 pounds. It was six, seven. And, and people looked at him, you know, cause he didn't, he didn't like the world on fire when he came in, obviously it's like a mirror too. No. And I, I, I always remember that. I don't know who it was. Was it Kobe? It might've been Kobe who like looked at him and said, and said, how old are you? And he was like 18 or something. And, and then he like looked to his teammates and said, yeah, he's going to be a problem. I think that was his rookie year um, that, <laughs> that he did that. I always remember that. Cause like, he just looks so different now than he did when he came in, he's put on like 60 pounds of muscle. So. Yeah, he's he's giant. I love Giannis. Yeah, I like I like him too. He's hilarious too. Like he's a very yeah. personable and, and he's hilarious on social media. Um, would you say the Grizzlies Warriors is the best series, or would you say? Oh Celtics yeah, Bucks? yeah. No, Grizzlies Grizzlies yeah. Warriors is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will say it took Jod forty seven points to beat the Warriors. <laughs> no, yeah i I think the Warriors end up winning this series, but he's just say so what cool man. Watch man. He's he's uh, I love it. I kind of I love his attitude too, man. Who Jaw? Yeah. No, he's fun. Just, yeah, he's like so much fun to watch, and like that his dad's fun. getting into it. Yeah, his dad's getting into it. I love it. And I mean, it, it hurts the. It actually hurts the Warriors, but with the Gary Payton thing, you heard about that, right? No, I didn't hear about that. What? No, yeah, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> Gary Payton, so. Dylan Brooks, like the bowling ball jacked, yeah. uh, I think he's a shooting guard, small forward. Anyway, yeah. he fouled, he like turned around and fouled Gary Payton so hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And he, yeah. bro- and he broke his elbow. And right. he's, yes. and they said he's like, going to be out for like two weeks. Yes. So he's right. out for the rest of this, the series. And Dylan Brooks is actually suspended next game. And that's huge because that's going to mm-hmm. end. That's, that's, uh, in Golden State, so that's probably going to be a easier win for Golden State because losing Dylan Brooks is tough. But mm-hmm. losing Gary Payton, he's probably the best defender on the floor when he's out there. And oh man, that's tough, especially like a guy who came from the G League. He, I heard I heard a story. He was like two weeks away from taking some video uh, choreographer job or something like that, and now he's he was starting last oh, game. Oh really? That's yeah. awesome. That's, that's so cool. Sick. That's really cool. So sick. Shit, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. I knew it happened, but I just wasn't – I didn't, like, when you said it, I didn't, like, process it. Um, but that's a good point. That is a, a very, very good point. I do. You, so who do, you, who do you have winning this series, if you had to guess right now or if you had to put money on it right now? Uh, the, the Warriors, only because of Steph mm-hmm. and Draymond, mm-hmm. but 
um, it's going to be tough. I mean, the the warrior how the Warriors play feeds into how the Grizzlies play, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies are, I would say, a deeper team. And because, um, like the the quote unquote death lineup that they have, which is not really the death lineup, but you know, people like to make memes mm-hmm. about Jor- Jordan Poole being another Splash Brother, but. Yeah. Like Clay, Clay's a little bit slower. Jordan Poole's fine. Stuff you know can't play defense, but yeah. it's just that I mean they don't have Kevin Durant. Yep. But um, yeah, the 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 Grizzlies play small. Like they want to play Jaron Jackson at the five, so they can play Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain. I was gonna say, who have you said already? Oh yeah, Desmond, Desmond Bain. Yeah. Desmond Bain has been. I know we kind of we didn't shit on him on the last one, but we kind of talked down on him. But he's, I mean, I think he's an integral part to that to the Grizzlies this year. Um, and yeah, he's had a great series and he's had a great playoffs. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies win. I think the I, I'm the same boat. I think the Warriors win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies win. Would surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, it'd just be boring if the Grizzlies won because. I don't know because they give no. Phoenix a, a tough, a tough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, don't I just want, right. I just want the Warriors to to go uh, play a championship. I want it to be Warriors Celtics so bad. So why Warriors Celtics? Uh, because the Warriors are like the new, they're like the new West Coast team, they're like the new Lakers. You know, they're the dynasty of our generation. Yeah. For the, mm-hmm. Not our generation, but like the new generation. Yeah. And the Celtics are like the most popular East Coast team. So. I just feel like it'd be fun from both ends. You got two like giant fan bases from the Bay to Boston. And then you have exciting players like Tatum and Curry, Mm -hmm. like watching, like watching, like Phoenix is really good. I'm not a huge fan of watching Chris Paul play. Yeah. I think a lot of people would say like nowadays, not as much of a fan. I mean, obviously back in the day he was, Super fun to watch. Devin Booker's a lot of fun to watch, though. I like watching yeah, Devin Booker. I'm just saying, like the Warriors play super fast, and then yeah, okay, you'll see that you'll see the Celtics trying to slow them down. I just think it, like watching the like the the Sun Celtics uh, championship would just be like a very slow, a lot of 87 to 90 games, you know. Mm-hmm. But then you have like the if you play the Warriors, you're gonna have to score like 115 to beat yeah. them. So you just like the matchup? You kind of like that offense-defensive matchup a little bit? Yeah, and and the Celtics have some some good offensive players as well. So that I think it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be it'd be a lot of fun watching Clay and Tatum go at it, and then Jalen Brown got his name right this time, and uh, Draymond Green go at it. You know, so mm-hmm. I think no, I think it'd be yeah. cool. I can see it. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, seven six are not going to make it. He just, we've, we've said it before, the Heat just aren't the most fun. Dude, I feel they're, so bad about the Heat because they're fucking playing so good. And, I know. They're just not as boring. exciting. Yeah, that's all it is. And, like, when you're not a fan of these teams specifically, you want to watch, like, fun players and fun teams. Like, I, I do think Jimmy Butler's fun to watch. Um, but, like, it's just not the same. Like, when you watch the Heat Sixers series, it does not – do nearly as much for you as as any of these, even even uh, Dallas Phoenix because Dallas the Dallas at least has Luca, who's yeah. fun to watch. But like the Sixers right now, are like they're more boring than the Heat. 
So without Embiid, they have so. they have so many guys who don't score the basketball. It it blows my <laughs> mind. I, I don't even know how they can get up to hundred points. Yeah, how it's possible to have that many people who do not want to score. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Matisse Stiebel like doesn't doesn't shoot. Like yeah. he'll be there for twenty minutes and he'll not pull up one time. You would, mean, he's you would like have a, to. He's a big ahead. aspect of that team. Yeah, you would have to think that um, that James Harden over these next couple of games is just going to have to, you know, shoot the ball twenty five times. Like, there's no other. I mean, there's there's probably no other way they win, right? If I'm if I'm Doc Rivers, I'm going to be like James. Every time you have the ball, shoot it. Right. Like you are I, obviously the best player on our team, and you're probably the best player on the court. Yeah. Uh, this year. You'd say he's better than Jimmy Butler this year. If he, I, I feel like if he tried. I mean, remember when he first came to the Sixers, how electric he was. He was scoring yeah. thirty points every game, and it looked like think, there was a. I think that's how he is, though. He find like he keeps getting on these teams. Like he, he obviously has been traded a few times. Like it, it works so well at the beginning, and then it's like he gets bored, right? Like, and it's just not enough for him. I don't know that. It's, they're, it's also, just a weird... they're also in Miami, and he loves to go out. Yeah, so maybe he's just yeah. been, like, super hungover. <laughs> and... <laughs> and he's like, Embiid's out. We're down 2 Yeah, we're going we're, to strip clubs. Like, pa- fuck yeah, it. I'm packing yeah. it in. <laughs> that would not surprise me either. Um, yeah, if I had to pick right now, uh, it might, my dream matchup would probably be – it'd probably be Boston still – I wouldn't mind seeing the Grizzlies though. I don't know why. Um, I've just been enjoying watching them. I kind of, you know, obviously they're not an underdog or anything, but like when you're going up against the Warriors, you kind of feel like an underdog, you know, um, mm-hmm. even if you're not just the kind of, like you said, it's the the Warriors of the new age dynasty um, or the, the dynasty of this generation. So they feel like an underdog, even though they're not. So I wouldn't mind seeing the Grizzlies and, you know, Jaws just so much fun to watch. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind a Grizzlies Boston finals right now. Yeah, it'd be fun. I feel like I don't know why, but Phoenix Miami as the one seeds are just. It'd be cool if Chris Paul got a championship because I know mm-hmm. that's gonna like hang over his head, kind of how Charles Barkley's going through right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Would you want a rematch I, of last year, or no? Is that something you don't want at all? I, I wouldn't hate it. I'm, mm-hmm. Only thing is that it's just not as flashy. Like I want something flashy. Yep. Like mm-hmm. uh, like when Warriors Cavs. Like you have LeBron versus Durant or LeBron versus yep. Steph. Like that was fun. But you know everyone was like either hurt or Draymond kicked someone in the balls, and that's why LeBron got <laughs> Game Five. And, you know, fake championship. Yeah. Yeah. Then. <laughs> then like even even the bubble championship was. Fucking bullshit because Bam and Abaya was hurt and the Lakers were fully healthy. So, like, everyone was talking about, like, how, oh, it still went six games, but. That was, yeah, that was also just, like, weird to watch. Like, that in the bubble. It was just, that yeah, sucked. it was, that was not fun. If, like, obviously you want to win a championship, but, like, if I was a player and that was a championship I won, I would feel like, not that it, not that it didn't mean as much because you still won a championship, but, like, I'm sure it did not feel the same at all. It didn't as, feel the same watching it. Let right. alone like you're celebrating after you win a championship to dead silence and all you hear right. is sneakers like on the ground yep. on mm-hmm. the on the court. Yep. So it's 
No, like I can't imagine. Like I can't, I can't imagine w- like winning a championship right there, and then that, like like you said, that being it. Like there's nothing. It, you're right. It was weird to watch. Like it, I had a hard time. I didn't watch every game of that finals. I don't think. Um, I had a hard no. time watching it. It was not nearly as fun to watch. No, I mean you had a bunch of rookies and Jimmy Butler in Miami, <laughs> and then you had LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yep. Yep. I yeah. I'm actually. I can't believe. What was? Do you remember what Miami seed was that year? Well, I know they beat the Bucks. I think they were like a four seed, yeah. maybe. They beat they, the Bucks because Gian, Giannis is hurt. Yeah, they were surprised though. Like they were not supposed to make it to the finals. That was like hell a big... no, hell no. Yeah, Every, everyone was getting hurt, and you heard like a bunch of people bitching about the bubble and yeah. the bubble, and yeah, yep, yeah, yep. All right, well, we don't have any games tonight, but tomorrow night, what games are on? There mm-hmm. are. It's the two, the two horrible, not horrible matchups, but it's the two. Oh, the Sixers and much fun, yeah. and uh, Dallas mm-hmm. and Dallas Phoenix. Okay, mm-hmm. yep, that's good because so, I won't be able to watch those Saturday. I'll be able to watch them. Three thirty and eight thirty. Yeah, that should be good. Should be good to watch those. I'll probably watch the ones tomorrow too. I just don't, you know, I don't got much going on, so I'll <laughs> watch them. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right well brian always nice talking to you yes you as well um i'm glad i could give you a little bit of insight of my one of my favorite days of the year talk a little bit yeah. of draft um and i always like talking nba stuff um so nba is fun it's fun to have someone else to talk to about with it a little bit um yeah it's kind of rare to find nba fans now yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you know, I used to be a massive NBA, massive Bulls fan, massive NBA fan. I'm not as as big into it as you are, I don't think. But it is always still good to, to talk to someone about it a little bit. You know, it's so. you know, it's weird about not really having a team is you just kind of fall in love with like everything that's going on, and mm-hmm. so you just want to watch like up and coming teams, and you want to watch like the older yeah. teams, and then you want to watch like the middle of the road. Like, could they get something going? You know? Yeah, so, it's fair. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I have, like I said, I'm a Wizards fan, and they'll probably never be good, but we they we can only be. hope. Yeah, they could be. Hey, I I'm one of the bigger Bengals fans. You probably know. And if you would have told me they went to the Super Bowl last year, I thought you were crazy. I can't remember how many times I was talking to people like during the season, saying, "Hey, we're not going to the Super Bowl anyway. It's okay. It's, it's you know year two of the rebuilding. Next year's the year. So you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> it could happen at any point. And then what do you know? They went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, obviously, but um, you know, like until week whatever it was, week fifteen or sixteen last year, when before the Bengals clinched a playoff berth, I didn't even know if they were gonna make the playoffs. So you know, hey, all you gotta do is get in, and you got a chance. So I, I have faith in your Wizards, man. One day, give it like give it like five years. The next just five years. Be, they just need to get rid of Kyle Kuzma. I'll be happy. <laughs> you just you just hate him. You're just not just, a fan. I just don't. I just don't get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. just don't get it. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, all right. Well, cool. It was good talking to you, man. Um, and then we'll probably come back. When do, when are we going again? We'll, we'll come back sometime next week. I'm going to be in Palm yeah. Springs for a tournament, but we can get this okay. going while I'm out there. Yeah. And then uh, I know the, the schedule release is next Thursday for the NFL. So talk about Ooh. some of the Bengals. Like, best match. Like, we best should, match we should do it. When when does it come out? We should we should do it next Thursday. Thursday. It comes out Thursday. So we'll know if Thursday. Yeah, we'll do it next Thursday. Okay. That works, man. Are you uh, uh 
what's your plans? Are you, are you in, where are you right now? I'm in LA right now. Where you, oh, you're in LA? Okay. Mm-hmm. I fly to, since, or to Columbus tomorrow, and then I'll be in Cincinnati from Saturday to Monday. Oh, shit, that's right. You're going to Cincinnati. Um, she has a show this weekend, right? Yep. Uh, Saturday or Sunday? Friday. We fly in tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Holy shit. Yeah. You were sitting playing tomorrow, so I just I assumed it wasn't tomorrow. <laughs> nope. Shit. It's tomorrow. It's, um, it didn't go on until like 12, but... Okay, and then you're staying in Cincinnati the whole weekend? Yep. Okay, cool. What, do you fly back Sunday? It's Monday night. Monday night. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, have fun. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah.